You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> there is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Mr. Matt Hamilton, as we see Mac Jones getting benched. And I have a Patriots uh, fan friend who works at Carbon World Health told me that Mac Jones, I guess, still the starter. He was just benched in that game. I mean, he, it was bad. It he was, was bad. getting absolutely destroyed out there. Yes, absolutely. And I want to ask you this. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. It's the Mountain Blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush. A Coors Light. Absolutely. His rookie year, Mac Jones. 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 68% completion percentage, 3,800 yards. That was in the 16 games. That's a, People were excited about that. Good, yeah, they, I mean, I had some Patriot friends who thought he was the next, like, Tom Brady-esque. Right. I mean, you have. Well, imagine that. You have this great quarterback, and another guy comes in and is like, okay, and you're like, this is the next great quarterback. Yeah. Everyone just turns into greatness. I understand that. Um, what about 67%, 3,223 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions? That's not bad for a first-year starter, right? No. So what is more like? Who's that? That was Mr. Trubisky. That team won the division, 13 games. Let me ask you this question. What's more likely? And you can chime in on us, 844-770-3776, that Jordan Love turns into Mr. Trubisky, Mac Jones-type serviceable starter for a little bit, but ends up just in general being a stopgap. Not a bum. Guys around the league for a long time. Right. Capable starter, but someone you want to replace. Or he is I'm not even gonna go top tier. What or he's Kirk Cousins. What do what I think is, is more likely? Well, if you had to bet your mortgage on it, which is more which would you bet your mortgage on? Well now <laughs> this is gonna this might sound a little harsh. I don't think he's quite going to be as good as Kirk Cousins, but I think the Packers and Goody are invested to the point where if he continues to like this kind of trajectory that he's on, like he's just gonna be so the guy. Kirk Cousins. So here's the thing. So Kirk Cousins, just on average, I'm eyeballing here, on average completes about sixty eight percent of his passes, four thousand yards a year, thirty touchdowns, QB rating hovering around hundred. I so, think So I, you think he's that or do you think he's more likely a guy who completes sixty five percent of his passes, QB rating hovering around eighty five and completes, you know, 37 to 4,100 yards. Right. I, I like to believe he's going to be a little bit better than that, but I think he's somewhere in the middle, maybe a little bit closer to the, to the, the latter one there. And, and, and uh, prime time, you can chime in. I'm just, trying to, I'm just doing this for more of like 
context on yeah, where we're provide, provide an outfit because those are not bad. Those those play, that's their those rookie seasons. Those, Mac Jones, Mitch Trubisky, that was his rookie. Yeah, I'm season? sorry, that was his second year. So okay. first year, new coach, new offensive coordinator, whole thing. They went 13 and three. Okay. He won the division. Okay. Mac Jones was a rookie. Mac Jones had a very good rookie season. Right. When but Josh it, but, McDaniels was still the offensive coordinator, he was good. Right. So my point is, like, there are players who come into the league in their first year or two, then they get scouted in the offseason because that's what happened to Mitch yeah. Trubisky. He got scouted in the offseason, and it was done. But he still wasn't horrendous. I mean, for as bad as he was, 2019, 17 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 3,100 yards. 2020, 16 and 8, 2,000 yards, 68% completion percentage before he was benched. So, like, not... Not great, but not not Russell, not had, Rosen, not Russell, like not bums. He had the bones of being an NFL quarterback. He just didn't have anything to help elevate or like take his team to another they level. The infra- they also that's, didn't have the infrastructure. And right. once you pile that on top, that's when it all falls apart. Yeah, yeah. But I think like there's all. I think there's quarterbacks, and this is where the Packers I think works in their favor. Jordan Love. I th- I'm not saying Matt Lafleur is some great QB guru, but do I think that he, for an example, Matt Lafleur, is better like better off of developing a quarterback than. Who was the guy, Matt Patricia, and another defensive coordinator for oh, the and um, uh, the former head coach of the Giants, um, the guy who flamed out. Patricia, no, Patricia, no, no, he was the head coach of the. the oh Lions, yeah, it was a special Giants. teams coach. You're talking. I know uh, you're talking I can't, about. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, two flamed out coaches, neither one with offensive experience, were coaching Mac Jones last year as a quarterback guy. And then you have Chicago. Got no. I mean, I think Trubisky had three offensive coordinators in his time there, or Lafleur, who at least in this case, it's the same offense. You know, good offensive line built up. So I think the Packers are going to maximize Jordan Love. So you might consistently get Mac Jones, but a consistent Mac Jones isn't bad. Now you still want to replace it at some point. But let's say if you just consistently got something like 68% completion percentage, 3,800 yards, 22 and 13, that's a 92 QB rating. But like, let's say it gets better in the margins. Because like, that's kind of what I think is going to happen is that. He's going to have a Mac Jones-type first year as a starter, and he'll get better in the margins. So maybe the completion percentage for Love climbs up, the touchdown-interception ratio gets cleaned up, but he's right around an 85 to 95 QB rating guy year-to-year, depending on the talent around him. And that's a guy that you can win football games with. I think that's like a – he's going to start six years if we can get that. That's a C-plus, B-minus quarterback. Yeah, and I think that is one of the benefits the Packers have is they are just – not, I mean, yeah, they are kind of a model franchise in the NFL. They find a way of getting good skill players both sides of the ball. Maybe not defense, them. not yep. quite as much, but recently they have been. And if they can put a good team around him, and if he gets more time to grow and becomes more confident and more confident each year, I think Packer fans are only going to start loving it more and more. I really do. I, I so think, you don't think there's a – and I, I honestly I don't know the answer to it, but there could be something of like Packer fans, rightfully so because you've been able to, Look down your nose at a Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill, Alex Smith, Mac yes. Jones. Yes. So I mean, I think I like to. As far as statistics go, Kirk Cousins. You're hoity toity. You guys are very hoity toity as quarterbacks. The whole thing with Kirk Cousins is when we see him throw some of these picks or these dumb plays, they seem to be at end of games. Like it's more of his end of game decisions that we like to make fun of Kirk Cousins for. If you just look at his stats. He's very close and he wins to an elite level quarterback in, in the regular season. Now playoffs are bad, but regular season he wins a lot of football right. games. Right, like he's got a lot of like talent. I would if Jordan Love makes better decisions in the fourth quarter, but is Kirk Cousins like stat line? But that that's Aaron Rodgers. So like, one hundred percent. So that's what that's what I'm saying. Like if we got a got a Kirk Cousins out of out of Jordan Love, I'd be pretty even thrilled. if it's like, even if it's just a different like uh, what's the word here. Um, Different flavor, so maybe he doesn't mm-hmm. have the fourth quarter 
screw ups, but he doesn't have the higher court. Like you're just thinking like that the tier. 400 yard passing you're, you're that tier guy. Yeah. So Kirk Cousins, I think, is solidly, in my opinion, solidly like a B or uh, probably a B, a I solid a B. B. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is a solid B, and Tannehill. At his best, is a solid B. At his worst, more of a C plus B minus. Like yeah, I think he's more of a C guy. Uh, and more recently, yeah, more recently, I but see. for like a little bit there, Tannehill, twenty twenty, thirty eight hundred yards, thirty three touchdowns, seven interceptions. But then Great. the rest of it, he averages more like twenty and ten. So I think Love could be very similar to Tannehill, capable of a master, um, like a blowout year. But then other years, being like, okay, it's fine. Yeah. You want to replace it like the Titans have been trying to replace Daniel for a while. They haven't been able to do it. Yeah, it's true. They, I mean, they've drafted two quarterbacks in the last two, which years, is not a bad place to be. The, the Titans are like they're Will Levis and Malik Willis. Malik, yeah, Malik Willis, which is apparently neither's working right now. Yeah, from what we're hearing behind the scenes of their practices, but. Well, they, look, I'm sorry. Levis puts mayo in his coffee. Like That was not going to work. That's how you knew you were out on him? Yeah, that wasn't going to work. That's pretty gross. He also eats banana peels. Is eating banana peels out of, out of left field, too, for you guys? It's, it's a bit much. Like, why yeah. are we doing it? Yeah. yeah. We posted on TikTok, too. Like, that feels like more like an OnlyFans type. Now, keep I mean, that off the main. If geez. I was making a smoothie, I would not be totally opposed to, like, blending it to oblivion. Yeah. But- yeah, but I know. Like, no, I wouldn't just eat a banana peel. No, so, no, he would just not even peel the banana, just bite right into it. That was his. <laughs> like move. I do that with peanuts. Like I just usually often eat, eat the, the shell. shell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not always, <laughs> but I will. Cereal Sounds color? like a choking hazard. But yeah. <laughs> people eat the shells. Crazy. <laughs> people eat the shells. I mean, people like will suck on the shells for the salt, but they're not eating that. Look at that. Suck on the shell. It's just, that's gross. You, you just spit. Then you spit out this gummy thing. Peanut like. Could like that's what yeah it's like you just chew on it like it's a like grass in a cow. I'm not a cow. I'll just eat it. I'm a person. I got teeth. I'll chew it up and eat it. You eat the shells? Yeah, it's actually tasty. You eat the shells of sunflower seeds too? Sometimes. Oh man, that's that's horrible for your digestive system. I don't eat that many sunflower seeds. So (laughs) (laughs) Jim's getting his roughage. So let me ask you this: eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Do you eat? The shell with a peanut. We can <laughs> that put is, you're gonna, that better I've be never a heard of this before. Like, what? Just, I've never be a once heard somebody. All right, let's, pop, let's pop that up. There's a secondary Iron Jack <laughs> okay. question at Jim and Matt. Do you eat the peanut shells? <laughs> that is weird. But also back to the other thing with again the Titans. Like, would you would you sign up for this? Guarantee, like, so you know that hey, at least it's not gonna be bad. Under Mike Rabel, which has been mostly with Tannehill, the uh, Titans. 49 and 36. They've made it to the playoffs three times, lost the AFC Championship game once, divisional game once, wild card game once. So 9 and 7, 9 and 7, 11 and 5, 12 and 5. Last year, 7 and 10 was not, obviously, that was, they started a downward turn. So let's just assume that that was like an outlier. So would you take essentially 50 and 36 <sighs> since 2000, you know, over a six year window and a couple play and three? And this year, obviously, is still TBD. So three out of the four years we're talking, or three out of the five years he made the playoffs. More no. than half the time. No, I'd rather take another bite of the apple and see if we can't find a quarterback. I know how hard it is. I, I totally get that. But I, I don't think Packer fans, including myself, would be willing to live in mediocrity when there's the chance of being great or the chance of being bad. I'd still rather roll the dice 
on the and, and that's such a privileged place to be. Yeah, because that's, I feel know, like the Packers normally Pac- get it that's, fairly right. Yeah, yeah, that's Packer fan privilege because oh, I think I'm most, gonna I'm gonna abuse that privilege. Yeah, because I think that for most fan bases, you've had it so good for so long that like you in your head you're like I'll take some kick I'll take some kicks in the in the Nuggets. I'll, I'll, I'm fine <laughs> with that. Like I'll take that because it's been so good for so long that you don't realize how bad it is. So like you scoff at fifty and thirty six. Ooh, 50-36 and in three out of the last five years we make the playoffs. We even made the AFC Championship game once. How's it feel to be a dumpster dweller? You are, yeah. <laughs> beneath no, me. No, and you know what? Yeah, I, I think 50-36 and 36 is beneath Packer fans. We, I do think so you'd we rather would risk rather it for roll the, the dice for a better quarterback play than that. If that was what, like, foretold this is what Jordan Love's going to be, I'd say let's roll the dice on someone new. That said, I do think Love is going to be a little bit better than that for Tannehill and the Packers. Jason chimes in, Lions fan, absolutely not. Like Matt said, suck the salt off, but that's weird. Just, we have to suck the salt off and take him out like a cud? That's hey gross. Corey chimes, yeah. I'd rather just then cry. I do also, I don't do this the whole time. I mean, I would <laughs> I would be so thirsty, but <laughs> like, uh, like if I something, especially at a ball game, but like sometimes I'll just, then at some point, obviously, I'll crack them open and, yeah, and eat the like peanut. A normal, I'm not gonna, yeah, like a normal I'm not going <laughs> to... Suck. I think it's weirder to well, you suck know, the salt it's off. It's like of if a, you're using it to like open it, if you're using your teeth to like crack it open, then I understand why the shell's already in your mouth a little bit. It's obviously entirely salted. I get that. It's the chewing that part up and then swallowing it. Like I've even when I was a kid, I would chew that part up a little bit and then just spit it out. I yes, would never think yes. to. It's like eating wood. <laughs> not. It literally. It's like it's wood chips. To, yeah, it it's is. like having a wood chip. Corey a chimes in. Wood chip. Jim, there are dozens of us, dozens of dozens. us out there that eat uh, peanut shells uh. and sun, uh, sunflower seed shells. This that is, is so gross. Well, this is Rutledge and Hamilton, <laughs> presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton with you. Hello. Hey, Matt. And you had an interesting story to share as there was a little bit of news, more of a national news here, but it ties locally to Mr. Matt Hamilton because you are a celebrity. You get to do cool celebrity things. And one of the things you got to do is you got to have a catch with Tim Wakefield, who passed away tragically at the age of 57 today of brain cancer. And Tim Wakefield, I think, captured the heart of a lot of people, two-time World Series winner, uh, but also for the Red Sox, and like that's obviously a big part of it, but also that knuckleball. Like oh, yeah. That knuckleball was one of those things where it's obviously you can't do it, but you think you can do it. Yeah. And so... <laughs> And it's one of those things where like you're like, why doesn't everyone do this? But like because it's incredibly hard. He played nineteen seasons in major league baseball and you got a chance to have a catch with him. Yeah, so I get to do uh, that fun golf tournament every year down in South Carolina. They bring in a bunch of celebrities. They can for some reason consider me a celebrity, and I am going to accept that title as long as they're gonna offer it. But I get to rub shoulders with other athletes, actors. Um, and this first year that I got to do it in 2018. Uh, the Celebrity Fun Day was a 
softball game, a celebrity softball game with a bunch of former uh, baseballers like me and John Schuster. The curlers were there. There's actors that were playing. Anyway, before the game, we're warming up in the field, throwing the ball around, kind of talking with fans out by the on the on the edge of the stadium. And Tim Wakefield comes out, and he found a baseball instead of a softball to warm up. And my guy who I was warming up with decided he had thrown enough and was walking off. But I had the opportunity to be on, like, a pro field. So I'm not taking that. I'm not going to walk off the field. I'm going to keep hanging out and throwing a baseball on a professional field because I'm never going to get to do this again. And sure enough, Wakefield looks at me. He's like, you want to warm up? And I'm, heck, yeah. So we start throwing a couple of them. And I don't really know who Tim Wakefield is at this point. And I was like, so what do you do? And he was like, I was a pitcher. I was like, awesome. Like, what did you throw? What was your ball? And he goes, I was a knuckleballer. And I'm like, I probably should have known that. He's like, yeah, not everyone knows. It's fine. Yeah. I'm like, will you throw some knuckleballs at me? He's like, I, I can't <laughs> promise you won't like get your teeth knocked out, <laughs> but I will throw them at you as long as you're ready. I said, yeah, let's let it rip. I I did not get hit by it, but holy cow, it is wild. Like, we were throwing this Rawlings baseball. He'd throw it, and I could literally read the word Rawlings when it's coming at me. That ball had zero spin, zero twist, but it's shifting all over the place because it's coming in like 60 miles an hour. Like, yeah. it's not a slow ball, and you have to throw it at a certain speed to get the movement. And obviously, I tried to throw knuckleballs back, and they were absolutely brutal. But it was uh, it was pretty awesome, especially after the fact. When I got done, John Schuster, big baseball player when he was younger, uh, maybe might have even played a little bit in college, uh, and he was a knuckleballer. So he was like, you were just throwing knuckleballs with Tim Wakefield. I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. He's a nice guy. He's like, that guy's won two World Series. He was like the <laughs> knuckleball king of the MLB for a couple years. And I was like, oh, that's really neat. He's like, you don't get it. That was my childhood hero. You just threw knuckleballs He's with. like, I hate you. <laughs> but Let it, me no, throw knuckleballs at you. He thought it, it, was, it was really neat. It was a great experience, and he was a fantastic human being, super nice guy, obviously, when I don't know who the heck he was, and he was very cool and cordial about it. Two-time World Series champ, so really cool memory. Sad for the idea that uh, he had passed away, but I, I absolutely love that opportunity that I did have to meet Tim Wakefield. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. He's Hamilton. I am Rutledge. We were live at Chalmers Jewelers last week, and it was great. They had a gem show last weekend. Uh, hopefully you were able to get out there and get some of those great gems from our friend at Chalmers Jewelers, Scott and Garrett and John, the whole team out there. But you also can get custom jewelry, uh, engagement ring. Uh, you Here's the thing. Scott's going to go out. He's going to source all the diamonds or all the gems on his own. Uh, we have a friend to show uh, who went out and got a, a, an engagement ring, and it, they used a gem for the engagement ring because his, his now wife didn't want a diamond. So you can do that sort of stuff. You can customize it, get what you want. Custom's better. Custom's more personal. And at Chalmers Jewelers, they're going to do it for less because custom means they control the process. You're not paying for a brand name you don't need. They're going to make the best uh, piece of jewelry for you at Chalmers Jewelers. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Yeah, it's over. It's over. I'm still peanut like cud? Peanut like cud? Yeah, cud. Ew, Jim. 
You eat the peanut shell, bro. That's it's not what the peanut shell's for. It's a carrier for the peanut. Oh, you ditch it. You put it on the ground and step on it. You pretend like you're at a Texas Roadhouse or you're at a ball game. Well, uh, you know what, Matt? I will tell you this. <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. It's the Mountain Blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. I'll tell you this. I am going to maybe stop doing it. I didn't realize there's a lot of pests. Like, they're not like yeah. they used to be. Like, I did this as a kid and stuff, but like... Apparently, I'm like, sure they were not good then. They just didn't know they weren't good. True, then. but like, uh, yeah, a lot of pesticides, a lot of. So <laughs> I don't mind the taste. Um, actually, kind of. It's the texture the taste. that gets me. It's the, the texture, texture too. But now, again, now it's I, like how, chewing a wood chip. Now, how often do I? I might, I might still do it because I <laughs> go to like a ball game a year. And, and you gotta if, get peanuts. And I get peanuts there. Yeah, and sure. it's not like I eat. It's not like a house a bag. I probably have like. You know, a couple handfuls of peanuts, and then that's yeah. it. And that's my allotment for the year of like actual covered peanuts. Like I have cashews <laughs> and peanuts at home, and I eat those. Obviously, but they're already. already shelled. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that, there's a reason that they come shelled. It's because they don't want people eating the shells. <laughs> you telling me I'm not supposed to eat the shrimp tails either? No. <laughs> <laughs> your 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 bathroom has just got to be just an absolute oh, war man. zone. Oh yeah. Man. <laughs> All right. Sleepovers at the Rutledge House uh, after a Badger game. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I was wearing Iron Jack, it wouldn't stink. That's true. That's because You're wearing Iron Jack today. You look good. Yeah, and, and I feel good and I smell good. And that's because of that silver ion technology. Keeps me feeling fresh for as long as I own this garment. It's not because it's not sprayed with odor fighting protection. It is absolutely woven in the silver ion technology is woven into the fabric it's at the core of all the iron jock gear it's going to last a lifetime you can get a great deal on some iron jock gear by going to ironjock.com and entering code ba38 that's ba38 for the badgers putting up 38 points on purdue this last week we gotta, we gotta throw a big thanks to Iron Jock for throwing out these deals because the Badgers just beat down on Purdue. That savings gonna be passed on to you. That's BA thirty eight at Ironjock dot com for all of your apparel needs. Now, worth noting that ends at ten, so you gotta do it quick. That sale ends at ten o'clock, so if you want to do it, you gotta get in there quick. I mean, you should. The, the Iron Jock socks are the unsung hero of the Iron Jock year. The line, I love them. You do, avoid the stinky gym bag when you've got Iron Jock apparel. Go check them out. That's ironjoc.com. Use code BA38 for 38% off in honor of the Badgers putting a beat down of 38 points on Purdue. All right, let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. Yeah, it is time to play some Throwing Stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton. Now, guys, we all know that sticks and stones may break your bones, but words, boy, do they confuse me. I got questions from around the sports media and just the world in general, and I bring them here to Jim and Matt looking for answers, score those answers throughout, and at the end, I'll go ahead and decide today's winner of Throwing Stones. So, guys, big day in the NBA today is it was media days around the league, and one of the things that caught my eye was Nikola Jokic back stateside. Guys, He's been away. He's been the uh, resting on his laurels out in Lithuania, Eastern Europe, 
Slovakia, wherever it is he's from again. But (laughs) he said at the Nuggets uh, media days today that he touched a basketball, quote, a couple times, not much this offseason. So I ask you guys, when you're away from your job, even if you're a professional athlete or whatever it is, is it all right to just take some time away and not think about it whatsoever? Or should you at least have it somewhat in the back of your mind? Matt, I'll start with you. When curling season's done, I do not think about throwing a stone all summer. There's some scheduled camps that I have to go to, and I dread them because this is my summer. I want to do what I want to do. If I'm Jokic, I'm trying to race my horses. I'm trying to spend time with my family. No. And the guy is so naturally gifted. It'd be one thing if he knew he wasn't going to be able to just go back into the league and pick up where he left off. The guy, it's not his first season. He knows what he's doing. He is so naturally gifted that he knows he can enjoy his summer, do what he wants to do, and then put his nose into the grindstone, come NBA season, and be just as good as he was. This is amazing. I love that he just said, you know what? I don't think about basketball. I'll say this, that obviously from my part of it, like I like sports and all that, but like when I go on vacation, I like to, it's actually not the worst to be able to unplug a little bit, read more. You mean plug out? Plug, plug out. out. Read some books, just kind of chill, watch, consume less sports than normal, consume less media than normal. So I, I, I do like that. It's nice. It's one of my favorite things to be able to do that. And for Jokic, like for his game, obviously most of it is about a team game. It's about him knowing the ins and outs and where things go. And I'm sure he's exaggerating a little bit too. But as far as... No, I don't think he is. Well, I mean, like... He's going to say a couple times. I agree. I mean, I'm just saying that, like, he might and have I bet sh- one of those times was, like, him and his buddies were a little, had a couple Coors Lights in the driveway, and he played a game of pig for fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm telling you, I think Jokic is here for a good time. He, right. he bounced past it to one of his horses every well, once in a while. Well, because I'm trying to think here. So that kind of wraps up June, right? The yep. season? So July, August, September. That's not crazy. Yeah, July, August, months. September is basically his off season, three months to reset. That's not nuts. And, uh, the way he plays, it's more about he needs people out there to run the system and run the offense more than anything else. Yeah, he's European. He believes in vacation time, having your time away from work. It, you know, it's just work cultural Do you not believe Love in that? that? Guy. No, I do. I'm just, I don't know. I just want to throw he's a He's a Euro. I, mean, I don't know, Jim. I'm just trying to segue, <laughs> all right? Leave me alone. <laughs> no. Lord. This is America. That so I'm more untraveled. In America, <laughs> healthcare for no one. In America, <laughs> sixty-hour work weeks. We believe in capitalism, Jim, and so does the NBA. Uh, they're actually launching uh, the Charlotte Hornets. That is, are launching a new jersey patch. Now, partnership jersey patches aren't new, but what the Hornets are doing is new. They're actually launching a partnership with YouTube and social media sensation Mr. Beast. Are you guys oh, wow. familiar with him? Yeah. So. Their jersey patch this season will be, I think it's called the Feastables or whatever his YouTube social media following page is. He's believed to be the most prolific YouTuber, TikTok, Instagrammer, and person on Twitter with over 350 million combined followers. So I ask you guys, Jim, since your favorite team is the Bulls, Matt, your favorite team is the Bucks, who do you think would be the influencer best fit for your individual basketball teams. Jim, start with you. Jordan? I mean, I don't know what you mean by, like, influencer. I mean, like, somebody like a social media influencer, somebody outside of the basketball sports world who came in and just was, like, imprinted on your team. Maybe it's just someone who you think would be a cool association right. with the Bulls. Taylor Swift would do pretty great for their brand. I don't know. I think, she, <laughs> pretty, I think she's crushing it right yeah, now. It's for pretty everyone. up the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think Taylor Swift would do a pretty good job. Deion Sanders. 
Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just got to go with the home runs there. I think both of them would do really well. Or Michael Jordan. Now, one of those three would do really well for the Bulls. Well, Jordan already has his logo on half the jerseys anyways, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, all right. Well, Jim, go or Jim, Matt, go ahead and start. Honestly, I, I love what Charlie Barons does. He's got that Wisconsin flair. He's got a good social media following. Nothing like Mr. Beast, but something super cool, super local. I think he would be a great like kind of in-house MC comedian every once in a while. Maybe him splitting some of that spotlight with Melanie Ricks, but I think he would be that social media guy that could uh, really bring a spotlight to Wisconsin and kind of show what uh, Bucks basketball and Wisconsin living is all about. Yep. Uh, worth noting, Melanie now works for the broadcast for the Bucks. Ah, good for her. Yes, she was the in-house yes, MC yes, for a long yes. time. Yeah, that's why yeah. I didn't, you were right on that part. But now she's not doing that. So, oh, gotcha. Well, congratulations, to Melanie Ricks. Big congrats. You be sure to send that over to her. Uh, I'll make sure sure to cut that (laughs) out and send it to her there, Matt. Thank you. Um, Somebody who doesn't deserve much congratulations at today's media day was uh, Jimmy Butler. Oh, come Uh, on. I think this is the one that (laughs) caught everyone. What do they call him? Ball out boy? Ball out boy? I I thought he was Karen Butler. No, I I like ball out boy. That's so good. Ball out boy. Is that what we're calling him? So for anyone who doesn't know, just go to Twitter and you'll see it. Just look up (laughs) Jimmy Butler. He likes to kind of style like a crazy hairdo every NBA media days the past yeah. couple years. Last year he had like long just like single dreadlocks going down each corner of his head. Yep. Like down to like past his <laughs> shoulders. And this year he just has a full on Karen haircut. Swipe to the side. Looks like it's he's like about a, to... It's a speedster swoop if you're like an early 2000s kid. Swoop. Oh, yeah. Come on. Like the 2000s kid that were into like punk rock. Sure. That's called a speedster swoop. Well, that's probably a little more accurate because he did <laughs> say he's in his, in his emo phase. Yeah, I actually for sure. spoke with uh, some local media down in Miami. But there's a bit of a hot mic when he appeared on a local television news station. So let me go ahead and play it for you guys. See what you think of it. Jimmy Butler, we're going to have to begin with the obvious, which is a new look for you. Before we started, you said this was your emo stage. What does that look like for you? It's emotional right now. A lot has gone on in the past week with basketball. So, you know, I'm in wearing all black and then my emotions want to tamper this show. Now, I don't know if you guys caught that, but somebody had a hot mic there. Some uh, reporter said, bunch of tampering when he said as to what was bothering him so much. So I ask you guys, do you think that uh, Jimmy's emo phase is actually because of the Bucks, Or do you think that this is just Jimmy being Jimmy? Matt, I'll start with you. It's a little bit of both, but to quote or to paraphrase Blink-182 in Jimmy's eyes, where is Dame? He's in Milwaukee. <laughs> what? That's his move. Well, the hair, the speech are swoop. Oh, okay. Where are you? And okay. I'm so sorry. Yeah. He wanted Dame. Dame's in Milwaukee. I love that he's playing into this emo phase that I'm sad because of the what's conspired in the NBA. I think it's hilarious. Jimmy Butler is an absolute gem for the NBA as far as marketability. And this just goes to show that he doesn't take himself too seriously. I think this is so funny. I think Jim? it's funny. I think the tampering thing is weird because you can't tamper on a trade. I think I think he said that a little bit of as, right, as a troll. And I don't even care. Yeah. So take your hat off. Give us the swoop. So Matt Hamilton's oh, got go. the hair for it. He apparently loves some Blink-182. So we are going to, and I'll get a photo during the break, but... Imagine uh, this with, like, black hair, and this is what Jimmy looked like at yeah, his press Well, conference. well, yeah, we, we, I want to see what Matt Hamilton looks like with him. Maybe we can find, like, a fork or something like that he can use as a comb, <laughs> Little Mermaid style, during the break. 
But award Matt the win, because if he's going to do this, uh, I want to give him the win. All right, Matt. Emo Matt Hamilton gets the win today for this. It's just a tough win. I felt like I really needed this today because it's just been so dark and gloomy in my life lately, man. And I didn't get Dame down in Miami, and I miss him so much. And there's been tampering in the trades with the Bucks. Jimmy Butler. This is Rollins and Hamilton. We'll wrap it up on the other side. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Controversy at Primetime Wash. I'm not surprisingly played the wrong version of the song. I, in our email chain, I said, Come on, Eileen, buy Real Big Fish because the original is a slower build up right. whole thing. He comes out with the original. He said, No, this is Come on, Eileen, by Real Big Fish. And I was like, It is absolutely <laughs> not. They're not even like close to the same song. Look, I would argue there is no wrong version of uh, Come On Eileen. <laughs> but They're both for incredible. the radio. I agree. They both are incredible. I love the original. Wow. Jim suggests a bump song like that. And in your head, it's the original, which was, was not what Jim was saying, but clearly a terrible bump. And then you're just going to roll over for Jimmy. But when I send some obscure ones. Look, look. I'm 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 a tougher. Well, I got now. another week of complaining about the bumps before I just have now, to get to over. Be it. Fair, Give me one more day. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Primetime Washington behind the glass. Now, to be fair, there is something to be said. There is a sliding scale. This, if you know the song, it does give you points because if you're in your head, you can sing along with it. Then the audience is more dialed in. A slow song that nobody knows. Is the worst song to play for a bump act. <laughs> okay, whatever. You didn't even you didn't even see my playlist. Uh, I feel like Matt like is just like trying. I'm yes, I'm no. Hurt. I think Matt's like trying to find the most obscure you don't get music. It, man, it's it's rock and roll, man. You gotta listen to the music. It's what Kurt Cobain was listening back to in the nineties, bro. <laughs> this is where grunge came from. Uh, man. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I'm going to let that slide because I definitely just had that look. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And you can I'm going to let that slide a little more, shy. And you can see it at Jim and Matt. Matt Hamilton retweeted as well. But at Jim and Matt on Twitter, we did post the photo <laughs> of emo Matt Hamilton side by side with emo Jimmy Butler. So you can pick out which one. War at best. It's a <laughs> the, good look, Mr. Fake, Matt Hamilton. The fake eyebrow ring is so funny. <laughs> Uh, we also Thanks have the Coors Light for having a pop top because I was able to <laughs> break that pop top off the can and turn it into an eyebrow ring so I could match Jimmy. The Butler. most Matt Hamilton move of all time. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> if I, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I've definitely done that before. It was not my first time having a fake lip ring or eyebrow ring because of the can top. So I was able to draw back on some younger, dumber experiences. Uh, right now, uh, 64% of you are giving Jordan Love a B on the quarter poll of the season as far as his grade so far. 4% of you give him an A. 31% of you give him a C. 1% of you D or F. I think that's a pretty fair spread. Yeah. A or D or F is insane. 
as far as a grade. Yeah, I would like to know your justification for that, but there's not that many people that voted that way. So. Right. So it's, but it's still like they're equally insane. Yeah. Uh, Saquon Barkley, if you are a fantasy football player, inactive tonight. So there you go, Matt Hamilton. How is your fantasy? We're wrapping this up here. I'm having a rough time as a football fan. The Bears have not had a win. I am a combined. I have one win. I'm in three different leagues. I have one win this year. That's you're the Bears, right? But the ESPN Madison League is the worst because unless you, honestly, unless you draft right, you're screwed because there's 16 teams. Yeah, that's, that's just, a huge league. You're just you, you're scraping the bottom of here's, the barrel, hoping to find something. Here was my problem this year, and honestly, this week I have Packers hubris. I believe that the Packers, like. Like, I chose not to play David Montgomery this week. Ooh. And David Montgomery ripped the Probably Packers Probably would have gotten up. you a win, yeah. Uh, 34 points in yeah. this particular league. Uh, so I definitely, I bet with my like heart, and by bet I mean place my players with my heart a lot in fantasy, so I, I sometimes get a little too deep into the weeds. You look at how good opposing defenses are, and more often than not, if they're playing the Packers, I'm going to pull that guy in hopes that I don't have to like cheer for him during the game against my Packers and just hope that the Packers shut him down the way I expect him to, then you don't feel bad for not playing him, man. That was how I got burned this last week. Uh, 844-770-3776. What letter grade would you give Jordan Love so far this year? We'll also take your embarrassing injuries in honor of Jesse Nelson. Is he back tomorrow? Is he out another day? What's the latest with him? With uh, his uh, mysterious injury? We're we just have, calling it gout or gout-adjacent injury. We have not received an updated content schedule yet. I assume we'll maybe get that around 9 p.m. tonight, just around the... Similar to the inactives for the New York Giants, <laughs> we might get one for Jesse Nelson on uh, Will and Tosh tomorrow. It'd be like a Chase Claypool scenario where he's <laughs> yeah. just going to show up, maybe don't, show up. Maybe. Don't come to the practice facility. Yeah, they right, ask right. him not yeah, to show yes, up, actually. Yes. Uh, another example, though, if you guys are following that, what a dumpster fire they are. They've been asked. It was forty minutes of questioning today because the coach cannot answer the question yeah. properly of like what is going on with Chase Claypool. They're like, "Did you send him home? Did he go home? Like when he was inactive? Like what is like what's the scenario with that? It is an absolute dumpster fire." Amina Kimes actually had a great uh, quote here. It was uh, Chase Claypool out, and then it was for injury, mutual hate. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, I would say both sides hate each other at this point. He's basically going to be given away. So would you take? I don't think I think Chicago would add like a tax to go into a North team. So oh, yeah. I don't think it would happen because they're looking for like a fifth or sixth round pick. Would you trade? Let's say if we'll go fifth on the high end of it because of the Packers. Would you trade a fifth for Chase Claypool, which is a rental because he's done after this year? Uh, no, not this year, not anymore. Guys like that, locker room cancers, young team, search for finding their identity. Don't need it. Don't need it. I agree. I wouldn't do it if I was Packers. I wouldn't even sign him if he was a free agent. No. You just you no. don't need that uh, this year. You're not chasing a title. No. You, you do that move if you're like, we need a title. Like last year. Yeah. We need a title. We go get it. Uh, this has been Rutledge and Hamilton. Listen back. Wisconsin, the man, Apple, Spotify, and those great places. See ya.